we're going to see you as the man that makes them drink all the Kool-Aid to Bubba Army, how much they listen to you. Because if they can help work up this time. I mean, but Hogan. She's gone backwards again. You know what I'm saying? I know, but I mean, we got to. We can't be crying wolf too much more. Can't cry fucking wolf. I'm just calling him like I see him. I know that. What am I crying wolf? I'm just telling she went backwards. Okay, I'm just saying, brother. Thank God. Well, if you were here, I'd fucking jack your ass up right now. Operator. Oh, our guest is here already. Look at that. This. Where's my, where's my, where's my thing? A former NXT star and two-time Pac-12 champion, the Grizzly Cow Jack. Bam. Right my there. goodness. Phenomenal. What an intro. <laughs> Phenomenal, right? Did you hear me good? Yeah, can you hear me, bud? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, cool. ph- phenomenal intro from our, our hype man, Ryan Romano. It, it's so weird because Vanessa goes, reminder, he's coming right on at 9. I'm like, okay, great. I'll I'll go live like 10 minutes early. We'll be good mm-hmm. to go. Boom, here you are. We'll just kick it right off. Hey, man, nope. I'm a professional. You, you are? know, if you're 10 minutes early, you're late. So you know, <laughs> Exactly. Try to, try to be on time as much as possible. Um. Yes, that's something I preach. Uh, three daughters, I've been preaching it. Uh, it's they've picked up my wife's habits. She's late everywhere that she goes, and uh, it just sucks. But oh well. Uh, what can you do? What can nothing? Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Um, thanks for joining us tonight. I don't know if I've said that already. But well, hey man, thanks for having me. It's uh, it's real cool. Um, what would you be doing if you didn't come on this show tonight? What was the plan for tonight? Well, you know, funny enough, my mom came to visit me, so she's hanging out in the other room. So I'd probably just be hanging out with my mom. But don't worry, I'm all weekend to spend time with my mom. So yeah. Not a big deal. She's got time. Mama, Mama Jack. Mama Jack, that's right. Mama Jack is here. Yeah. Um, I, I guess that leads me into uh, not, not only... Do you look like Dr. Death Steve Williams? Um but your your dad pinned him not once but twice. Twice, yeah. Um he didn't tell me that when I got into the, in the business of pro wrestling. And uh I think it would have helped a little bit in some way, like give me some cred, because a lot of guys don't really look at amateur wrestling um as like that big a deal in the spectrum of pro wrestling. I mean, some, some do, but not, not everyone. So, but Dr. Death is a legend, you know, he's done so many fantastic things in Japan and all over the world. So the fact that my dad got to go wrestle him when both were in college, you know, two young men and my dad got the better of them twice in the same tournament. It's pretty cool. So maybe I have good genetics for this. I don't know. So maybe it is what it is. Just a little. Yeah. Still a Two-time Pac-12 champion, Division One All-American. I think a, a hype man said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, top-notch stuff right there. How hard is it? I mean, we we see it a lot. Um, where where wrestlers try to come right out of 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 amateur wrestling, I guess is is the way to say it. Transitioning into either wrestling or MMA. Those are probably your two avenues. Um. What's what's the transition like? How's it different uh, training-wise and, and just stuff like that? I mean, you definitely have to show a lot of personality in pro wrestling. At least some yeah. type of charisma or some type of, like, um, you know, have to be an entertainer some kind of way. And a lot of the times you get lost in the shuffle, a lot of amateur wrestlers do because, I mean, our, our only goal is to get wins and pins. That's, yeah. that's the only thing we care about. I mean, but funny enough, that's the intent for pro wrestling. So I think a lot of the time it's how do you become a showman? How do you take a move and you enhance it to make it larger than life? So those are things that I think a lot of guys that are breaking into the business, especially collegiate athletes, they have to think about is what, who am I and what can I do to, um, you know, have a, to be larger than life. And that was something like when I first started, like that was something I was struggling with because you know, they want, when I was in developmental, they really just want to start with a guy with a clean slate and just see what they could do to elevate him in the path that they want. 
you know, and that's something I'm definitely seeing now in uh, NXT with a lot of the collegiate guys they have right now. Like I can look at the the two Creed brothers who are two standout um, collegiate wrestlers in college. And um, now that NXT signed Gable Stevenson, yeah. who is a, the phenom more or less, uh, Olympic gold medalist, and he's probably going to win another NCAA title. I'd imagine this coming season, you know, it's one of those things where you have to find your personality and your charisma and what your voice is, you know, and, I don't know, like for the independent scene, I don't think guys really think about that kind of stuff. Um, I definitely think about it. But as far as like guys that are at that next level that are working with those big companies that are starting from the ground up, those are definitely things you have to think about. Yeah. It's it's interesting because I, I prepared for you. I heard uh, your background. You did, you were, you came right out of, of college, right into, uh, I think it was FCW at the time. And, um, you, you were there for maybe, I don't know how long, but not as long. It was a hot, hot minute. <laughs> hot minute, as the kids hot say. Hot um, And it's so interesting to me hearing that because now that is what they're doing with this NXT 2.0 is they're taking those wrestlers right out, clean slate, like you said, and, and, and you know, making them in their image, I feel like – like I don't know, I don't know how what went down there, but like you said, you didn't you didn't know, like you didn't have that entertainment aspect, um, as far as uh, uh, pro wrestling. When when did you grasp that? When did you get a good handle on that? It really took kind of a, a little bit of embarrassment through my exit that I really kind of understood. You know, you had to let yourself go. Mm-hmm. Like you you can't. You know, at this point in time, it's like, well, what, what, where can you go now? Like, you showed your personality, you showed your hand, right. more or less, um, with this company. But now this company is like, hey, unfortunately, it's just not working with you. So we have to, we have to let you go. And I didn't really start figuring out who and what I wanted to be in the business until I was on my own, the independent scene, where there is no pressure. You don't have, uh, you're not under camera supervision constantly you have more or less uh, more of an artistic approach about who you want to be and how you want to be. So it, it, it definitely takes longer than three years to really figure out who you are. And some guys, they can pick it up right away. Or sometimes they just, someone from creative has something for them that they saw something in their personality or the way they talked or the way they carried themselves. So for me, it took me a bit to figure that out. But then once, um, so I had that epiphany when I got let go. I'm like, now I know what I want to be. Now this I- is my thing. And once I grasped that, then I'm like, okay, we're we're going, we're off to the races. Um, you know, it's, it's that's kind of how I took the approach of like, what is my personality? What is my character? And you know, it's, I mean, more or less, we'll see who wants to pick it up. Yeah. But I mean, you know, teach his own, I suppose. Um, and we're gonna get to that character. Uh, down the line, I want to scroll back just a little bit here. Um, you, you obviously, your dad in amateur wrestling. You were into it in in high school. I know all the wrestlers I knew in high school um, were not fond of professional wrestling. Um, it just wasn't on their radar. So, were you a fan? At like, how does that dynamic work in your household? Was your dad a fan? Like. Did you have visions of being a professional wrestler? That's a really good question. I mean, I definitely grew up as a modest fan. Okay. I wasn't um, overly into it like a lot of guys are that are in the business now. I mean, I didn't go to my first pro wrestling show until I was right out of college. And it was an independent show for West Coast Wrestling Company up in Oregon. And the main event was Colt Cabana and Adam Pierce in the seven levels of hell match. One of those, it was, it was that at the time. And uh, growing up as a kid, I mean, I was a fan of the old WWF era, but the thing is I was amateur wrestling since I was uh, six. So by the time it really became the attitude era, I mean, beyond the West coast, uh, those would start late. And, you know, I've, I'm a kid. I have a bedtime. I have a, you know, I have, I have school and stuff. So 
I never had the opportunity to really stay up late and watch a three-hour show or a two-hour show. And probably at that time, I didn't have the attention span. But I didn't really, really get hardcore into pro wrestling until the, oper- uh, the opportunity presented itself when I met Jerry Briscoe in college my, um, my freshman year. And then the ball, the, you know, the ball, the ball started rolling right. and things in my head started turning about the idea of becoming a pro wrestler. The one thing I really wish I would have done, and I highly recommend anybody who's a collegiate athlete that's thinking about doing it, just go to a school and learn the basics. Because from what I've gathered is if you get the basics down, the moves just come naturally. Um, everything comes naturally. Once you can grasp the idea of a roll and a bump, you can learn how to throw and be thrown. And that's something I really wish I would have done because um, the notes to me, I came in the same time as guys like uh, Madman Fulton, who's in uh, Impact. I came in the same time, roughly around the same time, as like Angelo Dawkins and uh, Dak Draper of Ring of Honor. Now, Dak and Fulton, both those guys had training before coming to developmental, so they picked up really quickly. So... I wish I would have done that because there were a couple, there's a couple schools at that time in Oregon. Um, I'm not sure about now. I know there's some stuff in Portland and obviously there's Bunny Waits Academy in Seattle area. So um, yeah, it's just something I wish I would have done. It's had some type of training, but yeah, growing up uh, I was, I was a, a Fairweather fan. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jerry Briscoe was known for that. That that was his thing. He used to go, or from everything I've heard, he used to go to uh, amateur wrestling, collegiate stuff, and just see what stood out, and you know, bring people in. That's that was his thing. I remember uh, reading all about that. What's the best piece of advice? Did you get any good advice from him? Did he train oh, you? Yeah. He, yeah. Well, Jerry's old school. Yeah. 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 And. Um, I mean, Jerry. Jerry's big on like, hey, make sure you talk to everybody. Make sure you, you know, keep your mouth shut and open your ears and all that kind of stuff. Um, he said, "Don't hit the ropes like a." I'm not going to say the word, but he did say, "Like, don't hit the ropes like a." So, um, yeah, that's uh, there you go. <laughs> so that was uh, that was Jerry's advice, and you know, more or less, Jerry's like, once you're there, they're yours. There's, there's not so much I could do, but I mean, Jerry would definitely give the the guys that have a shoot background kind of a progress report on how we were all doing between like the the coaches they had at the PC and what the coaches at the PC thought of us. Because Jerry was always asking about the guys he brought in that didn't have an independent background that were the collegiate wrestlers or collegiate athletes. Yeah, um, a lot of good trainers during your time there. Um... I think my favorite Norman Smiley, I believe, was there. I think Steamboat might have been there. Yeah, Steamboat was there. Um, he was there my like first six months okay. at a FCW. Yeah, yeah. And then they switched up his contract to like a Legends deal, so he wasn't obligated to coach anymore. But he was a really, really sound coach. I really like uh, Steamboat. He was a really awesome guy, and uh, like obviously Norman's reputation as a not just a great coach, but a great person. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people really, really love Norman and the things he brought to the table as far as like technique, ring positioning, ring awareness, um, having proper communication in the ring with whoever you're working with. And I mean, the one thing he'd always say is like, Hey, you know, you have to think of the match as like you're using Google maps or something because you might miss the turn to go down the right route but you can always redirect things to go back to the path that you guys are trying to go on. So that was kind of a cool little metaphor he'd always use when we were in training and stuff. Um, th- that's about as much NXT as I'm going to talk about because that was Cal Bishop. And yep. from everything I know and everything I've watched and read and prepped for tonight, uh, Cal Bishop was just the tip of the iceberg, I think, as the kids say. Um, because now we got Grizzly Cal Jack, just a man of men. If I was to envision somebody that finally captured Bigfoot, it'd be Grizzly Cal Jack. 
like coming out of the forest, dragging Bigfoot behind him. I did. Hey, that's a that's the best representation of what Grizzly Cowjack is. That's uh, it's funny enough because I had the idea of this mythical being, this mythical like uh, mysterious thing, and that's kind of what I had the idea of what Cowjack was. You know, and I feel like it sometimes. You know, people are It's hard to find me. So, I mean, you take a picture of me, it usually comes out blurry. But, yeah. you know, what can I say? Um, but, yeah, that's the best way to put it, man. You know, I'm just, I'm that being in the woods, man. I am that Sasquatch. Yeah, you're you good. Yeah. If someone, if someone conquered Bigfoot, do you? Uh, you've been play. You've been all over. First of all, on the West Coast, uh, I reckon I found you. I saw you at Bloodsport. Uh, you've been F- FSW Hood Slam, I think. Yeah. Um, for the people out there that are watching either live or when I push it out to YouTube, or those losers that only listen to podcasts, um, describe your your Grizzly Cal Jack style. It's, um, you know, I've talked to. Um, it's always changing. Yeah. It's you know, it's always changing. You can't be stagnant with one particular set of moves and presentation to the ring. You know, I had advice from, you know, like Ezekiel Jackson came to a show and I've known Zeke for a long time and he's big on like, you got to be that bruiser Brody. Yeah. You know, that, that, that style of presentation, the way you, you present yourself in the ring, that attitude. And I got a little bruiser Brody, a little Terry Gordy and a little Dr. Destiny Williams. So those are like the three guys that I try to like, and I can't name any matches off the top of my head that I watch, but those are three guys that like, I try to like emulate the most as far as like wrestling wise go. But I mean, more or less I'm a brawler. Yeah. I'm a grappler and I'm definitely a, a big guy thrower. So uh, those are the best way I can describe my style. It's just, you know, just, just big man doing big man things. Uh, gut wrench suplex city is what I saw at Bloodsport. That's right. That's right. Gut wrench city. Yeah. Gut, gut wrench city for sure. Yeah. It's got that bruiser Brody meets Dr. Death. I didn't even think of uh, Bam Bam Gordy, but you're right. Um, I was watching a couple matches. I don't even remember the promotions. I want to say PPW. Maybe yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I would venture to say you're, or I would say that you're, you were adapt. You were adapting to the people in the ring because one of the people you were in the ring with. I apologize. I don't remember who his name was, but he was not a big grappler like yourself. And you adapted, man, and and you worked it perfectly. From what I watched, it was good. I, I, no, I much appreciate. And I, th- I know what match you're talking about. And that was a few years ago too. So I try to like my best to be able to work with anyone, any size and try to keep up with their pace as much as I can. And, you know, I love the opportunity to kind of display that more often, not just on the West coast, but like the Midwest and the East coast. So, and I know there's tons of cats in those areas that, you know, they're, they come in all shapes and sizes and I, I don't discriminate on size. I can go with the little boys and the big men. So it all works for me. Crushing, crushing that Marco stunt, like a, like a can it's crushing <laughs> i like marco say he's a good dude he is he seems great and he's yeah. very musically talented like i want to yeah. have him on the show and i want him to just play songs i don't even want to talk to him about wrestling i want him to play music uh but maybe one of these days sure. um, but yeah so you were mentioned madman fulton uh, you're around with him you're friends with him i know uh you got a lot of friends in aew um, you got that look. I could see you on dark. Have you been on dark? First of all, before I ask that stupid question, you know, I was, you were, um, I was, it, it didn't, they didn't air the match. Mm. Um, I don't know why we talked to uh, somebody. Uh, yeah. who did we talk to? Um, Matt sells. Yes. Okay. Sells. Matt sells. He was on dark. And he let us know that they tape so many, yeah, and then some make it and some don't. So that is yeah. very interesting. You know, I think um, also there was there was a mix up in the names too. 
because there was another kid that had the first name Cal, so KL. Right. And he told me that he was supposed to wrestle. So I think there might have been a booking issue that went over the office's head. Confused so, those guys. Those guys get confused, I bet. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, like it's it's a common mistake. So if they didn't show the match because of a booking thing, yeah, then it kind of, it is what it is. So I'm not too depressed about it. Um you know, I they definitely they definitely know me for sure because obviously I was there, and so I mean it's I, I kind of say this to everyone: the ball's in everyone else's court. Yeah. On who wants to use me, um, I'm not hard to find. You know, nope. so I mean maybe I am. Like I, I'm kind of like a Sasquatch. So um, at least a Sasquatch killer. So it it's really up to whoever but yeah i did get a chance to do a match at ew dark with uh danny limelight and danny's doing great work right now with mlw oh, and yeah. stuff great so, friend of the show Danny Limelight. Yeah. yeah so um he's doing really well and they, they just didn't show the match but like i said i think it could have been a booking thing um i mean i heard it was gonna be on elevation and i heard it's gonna be a dark and then i heard it's gonna be on elevation and just i don't know so it kind of is what it is. I'm not kind of thinking about it too much because behind me now. So yeah, I would love to, if they brought me back, I would love to uh, definitely do a, a dark match and have it aired. So yeah, who knows? You never know. This is a wacky business for sure. <laughs> it is. If that, if a phone rang right now, let's pretend, well, here's a phone. Uh, as I, one of my kids come down here, I think if the phone rang right now next to you, and um, it was a promotion, one of the major. Mm-hmm. I get. I'm going to use major in quotes. Sure. Um, which one would it be, and why would you fit best on it? It's a great question. Great, I just made it up right off the top of my head. It wasn't even in my notes. That's, that's a great question. Um, you know, I don't have a favorite promotion. I mean, okay, obviously, Blood Sports Numero Uno, because um, that just fits my style the best. But let's say, uh, you know. I feel like with my presentation, you already kind of have Bear Country, mm-hmm. and those guys are great, Boulder and Bronson. Uh, I talked to those guys a little bit, and you know, I think Bronson and I kind of joked if I was to be a third member, um, that'd be kind of cool. That would be cool. It'd be really cool. It'd be a trios team, but those guys are doing well on their own. So, yeah, who's well? Who knows? And plus, I could, you know, I could always do it. Gimmick change. You know, I'm not married to Grizzly, but I, you know, who knows? Uh, WWE would be interesting because there is unfinished business and it would be kind of cool to write off a story. Yeah. Um, so that's something that, like, would entertain me definitely because it's like, you know, you, you know, I know we we're not, we're done talking about Cal Bishop, but let's just say, we, you know, it brought <laughs> me back. Cal, whatever, I could care less. And just kind of like finish the story with you know you know getting released, coming back, and kicking the shit out of everybody. That would be fun. Um, so I don't know. I, that's a tough question. It's a good question. I'm glad you asked that. But you know, I'll say it's a tie between AEW and WWE. It's my diplomatic answer. You know, it's funny. I thought AEW obviously with because they do give a lot of a lot of chances, a lot of shots. Uh, they do have Bear Country. Uh, I think you'd. F- with with the Grizzly character, I think MLW and NWA fit well as fit well. But you're right. There is unfinished business in WWE slash NXT. Uh and I think with the change they're making at this moment in time, I could see somebody such as yourself running in there and and just just manhandling, tossing some people around. Uh maybe shows up with that we haven't seen thatcher in a while maybe you and thatcher show up together oh i would love that i right? love tim thatcher he's one of the homies he's a good dude um but yeah so you know there's the generic uh where do you see yourself question of the the podcast we got that out for of sure way. for sure um you got any you got any independent events coming up you know, 2021, oh, yeah. uh, this this winter fall, it's a, it's a little light right now. Yeah. And it's kind of by choice because I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to sort some things out, some personal cowjack stuff, um, especially just moving to Vegas last year. So I'm still trying to get – I'm already settled in. 
but I'm not super heavy right now in the indie scene. I think 2022 is a year I really want to make a lot of noise. An impact. So, you know, yeah, an impact. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, right now I have a match, you know, I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that I have, but some of the guys that, you know, open dates, these are the right. times, blah, 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 book me. Um, but right now, I'm keeping it light. Like, I have a match on the 16th against someone who I've taken on many, many Ooh. times. I'm sure you know who Super Beast is. I do. Uh, That's yeah. going to so, be. Yeah, taking on him October 16th at Dark Arts Presents Monster Mash. At, funny enough, the Super Beast training compound here in Las Vegas. So that's going to be a good one because him and I always have, we have good chemistry and, you know, we train together. So, you you know, what can I say? And I think I have another show. I think I'm doing Ugwa also in Vegas on the 30th. I mean, if Trevino's watching, put me on the show. I took on your boy Juicy the last show. So that would be cool. And uh, November's pretty light. I mean, right now, just say it. Uh, I've been trying to get on Defy for a long time. Oh, they, they're, they're, yeah, up there in yeah. Seattle. And uh, like, I have family in Seattle. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, you just fly me up and I'll just stay at my sister's place. It's not a big deal. But um, no, Defy is a company I've really wanted to get on for a while because, like, I went to college in Oregon. Yep. Um, I really love the Pacific Northwest. I love that whole area. There's a lot of great talent up in that area. You know, it's just be fun to wrestle with them all. Like Shaft just had a great match with Moxley at Defy. And Shaft and I have gone at it. He's a good dude. And so that would be a company I'd really like to work for. And they, their next show is until November 20th. So yeah. maybe... Maybe yeah. I think your and sister. I, just, I think your sister needs a visit. You and Mama Jack yeah. go up there. Yeah, exactly. You know, Thanksgiving's coming around. Just stay up there for Thanksgiving, so it'll all work out. I always wanted to go to Seattle. I always wanted to live in Seattle when I was a kid. Um, as a big Pearl Jam fan. In, oh yeah. In, back in the day, I mean, I still am, but I, you know, they broke out when I was like literally in high school. It was perfect. Um, I love rain. And people told me it always rained there, so I always wanted to go to Seattle. Yeah, it's it's a little gloomy, but you know, if you need some fresh air and some yeah, some good rain, Seattle's the place for you. Um, have you gut wrench suplexed any um kids and students lately? I heard you're a stu- I heard you're a substitute teacher. Uh, if the kids are. Like the ones I coach in the high school room, yes, yeah. they all get thrown. They should, whether whether they want to or not. Yeah, um, yeah they they all they all getting it. Yeah. So I've thrown many of a many of a students that I've coached in the wrestling room in the proper environment, never in a classroom. That's no. when I'm just Mr. Jack. So Mr. Jack. There's there's been a few. There's been a few. Um, and you do you coach? I think you were saying uh, you coached high school kids wrestling i believe right yeah, yeah. so um that's when i was living in california now okay. that i'm here in vegas that's right uh there's a couple um really good uh wrestling academies we call them um there's this one called gold rush wrestling club who's ran by uh, chase pammy who's a two-time all-american ncaa runner-up and he's a vegas local and he has a school called you know obviously gold rush and uh, I'll occasionally come in there and help out. I took a little break um, just to focus on pro wrestling and my own personal training and stuff. I think when winter comes around, I'll probably, you know, poke my head in there and help out the kids they have at the club. And then uh, high school coaching, I think I'm going to take a break from that for now. <laughs> it's just it's – a, it's a lot of drama yeah. as far as, like, I bet. what kids can start dealing with uh, – teachers and parents so that's like oh god i don't want to do this no, so um i think just progressing right now and then maybe in the future go down that path but right now it's like kids club is cool help out every now and then i'll do the high school stuff when i'm done with pro wrestling um high school kids definitely have drama i coach um girls softball their ages i think they're 12 year olds 
I don't, I don't think I know, and it's already extreme drama. Um, oh, I bet. So it's, it's all off the field too. So <laughs> you don't even want to know. Yeah, um, yeah. But anyways, I would be remiss if I did not ask. Is Vanessa? Uh, hopefully, she's here and can hear us. I don't even know. But um, you you fought a bear. I mean, Paul Bear. I'm wearing. I'm wearing him when I go out there. That's unfortunately, you know, that's that's well, that's all I'm going to say. You know, <laughs> suspension of disbelief, pal. You can believe it or not, but I mean, kind of goes with the name of the gimmick. So that's true. Did I? Did I? I don't know. That's I a, believe you did. There you go. By looking <clears throat> at at you, I feel you have not only fought a bear, but you you beat that bear. Maybe I did, but the thing is, we, we're in a world where we can't just hurt animals. You know, no, I don't that's want true. To be canceled, so I, no. I'm not going to say I did, but I'm not going to say I didn't. No, so, you don't. Yeah. you don't want to yeah, say. I don't. Anything. I don't. I, you know what? I, I befriended a bear. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. Me and this bear became friends. We because... got along, you know, and uh, he's doing his thing. He's a good. He's a good bear, or she could be a she. Could be know. a she. Doesn't matter. It could be, really. it, it could be Mama Bear. I don't know. It could, could be Papa Bear. Could be, could be Yogi Bear. The Bearstein be Bears. Could be the Berenstein. Or Berenstein. Oh, Berenstein. <laughs> don't even get me started on this Mandela effect because I know. like two weeks ago, or maybe two shows ago, I was convinced that it was Stouffer's stovetop stuffing. It's not. Oh my goodness. It's not. Is it? What is it then? It it's well. Vanessa tells me it's craft stovetop stuffing. I don't buy it. I remember the commercial clearly. It was mom's Stouffer's stovetop stuffing, and now the Bearstein or Bearstein Bears, the stupid son from the Raisin Brand with no sunglasses. I don't buy it. Oh, Should, okay. Here's a here's a question. Oh boy, here we go. When you see. Oreos, yeah, and they say double stuffed, right? Are there two F's or one F? Okay, hold on. Oreo double stuffed Oreos. Are there two F's or one? On the Lord stuff, there is two F's. There's only one. No, there's not. There's only one, brother. Oh, there's only one. It's crazy. So we're gonna do. Anyone gets anything out of this interview? Yes. With this podcast, this interview. It's one F on double stuffed Oreos. One F on double stuffed Oreos. Yeah. I mean, and it, it, I don't even know how we got on the topic last time. You know, we talked about the movie Shazam, which doesn't even exist. But I've seen, I've seen clips. I've seen, I've seen Sinbad in that genie outfit. I don't know what's happening. What? Right what? Sinbad? It's Shaq. That's what I thought. <laughs> That's what I thought. But it's not. It's not. Shaq, Shaq never played a genie. He was the boombox. He was in the boombox, and the kid stumbled upon him. I don't think that. I don't think that existed. I don't know. Something is then, happening. Then I. Hey, did you red pill, blue pill? Which one did I take? What, That's a what good universe? question. In no, whose he, simulation are we in right now? Are we in your yeah. simulation or my simulation? Is Morpheus saying, "Do I want to go down the rabbit hole or just live the same life?" Like, what what universe are we are we in right now? I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I'm gonna throw one word uh, word association. I'm gonna play that because everyone loves those games. I'm going to sure. give you a name of some people, and I want you to give me one-word answers. Got it. Nobody's ever given one word. They always give more than one, so I'm relying on you to bail us out here. I will be as creative as possible with just one word. Right. I will try my best. All right, I'll start with an easy one. Okay. Uh, Gable Stevenson. Fino. Tom Lawler. Healthy. That's good. Funny bone. Gary. Yes. Those all work. Mm-hmm. Those all work. Great people. Great people. All people we want on the show one of these days. I don't think we're getting Gable. We could get the others. Uh, Lawler, for sure, I think. Funny bone, good luck. 
Uh, he's he's a hard cat to read because he's scary. He's spooky. So, it's Halloween time. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's only three, man. Like, just shoot him up. I, I can do this for a do this for a while, pal. Oh, uh, let me. Uh, Jerry Briscoe, legend. Madman Fulton, big. He is big. He is big. Uh, Will Hobbs. Inspirational. Aaron Solo. Good. <laughs> um, um, Dan Lambert. Interesting. Okay. How about the one and only? Who is this guy? How did he get in here? Does Spuddy have a question for the guest? Uh, yes, sir. Okay. Do you collect wrestling action figures? Okay. No. Have you ever considered? Uh, or nah, not your not your cup of tea. I have one wrestling buddy, and it's the Macho. Oh, Man. yeah. Yeah, that's a good it's stuff. King Macho Man, I have that. That's the only thing. And I'm, it's funny enough, I do have one action figure. I it's Damien Sandow. I don't know where it is, but I have one. My oh wow! One. Just, just you know, Aaron Stevens. I guess that's the one I got. That's the one you got. Last question, buddy. I don't know how you snuck into the phone line. Hey, I have my ways, yeah. but y'all take care now. All right. Thanks for joining us. Um, yeah. I'm trying to kick him out of here. I can't. There, he got out. Uh, something we do, Cal, is we have the ability to, quote, unquote, take phone calls. And um, usually they have to get in a certain section. So I know they're there and they have a question. And then I pull them in. Somebody snuck in tonight, taking advantage of these technical difficulties. Shame on him. But those were great questions. For sure. For sure. But he did interrupt my word association, and I have a last guy. And there, there's a one-word answer, and you have to – there's only one. There's only one word for this guy, and you have to pick the right one. I'll try. And this guy's name is Colby Covington. Dick. <laughs> That's it. I was going to say jackass. <laughs> but here's the thing. I – uh. And yeah, it's it's no secret. I do know this man because I have it right here. Were we teammates? Yeah, there he I is. I guess we were. Yeah. So yeah, I took this off my wall. So uh, I can call him that. You can. I can't. I can't call Kevin Covington a dick. But he is a friend. He's a friend. And um, is it a gimmick? Or is it true? <laughs> did or did he work himself into it? He worked himself into a shoot, brother. Did he work himself into a shoot? So, but I think he like he wants to be a dick. So, yeah. Right. And he plays it. It is what it is. It is what it is. He, he's a buddy. So. Awesome. Love you. I've heard nothing. I've heard nothing but great things about him. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Th- that's awesome. I'm also going to do something else new that I've never done on this show before, but I think you're the perfect candidate. I think you're going to love it. I heard okay. you on another podcast. You cut a promo. They spin some sort of wheel. You had to cut a promo on Miro at WrestleMania. I thought it was great. You did it right on the oh. spot. Yeah. Yeah. You see, here's the thing. I'm not cutting a promo right now, but no. like – I love these promotions or like these indie promotions are cool and stuff, but they just, they kind of play the promo games, but they, they don't really. I'm sorry. I'm classically trained. I had Dusty Rhodes as a promo coach. That is a good point. He, he wasn't super kind to me. So it, that did leave a chip on my shoulder. Um, so I am big on talking and presentation. Uh, it's hard to flex that muscle in the independent scene unless you're with a TV company. Yeah. So, and like I said, man, I'm up for the pickings. So, yeah, yeah, give me anything, man. I will do my best All to right. cut a classic Caljack promo. Well, it's funny you say that because you are not going to be Caljack. We're going to play the Smack Talk Showdown 
segment. The inaugural segment. I don't know if you've ever played this game, but it's a wrestling promo card game by Smack Talk Showdown. Dear friends of mine, uh, you're going to get a name, a wrest- okay. your name. I'm going to give you your name, and then I'm going to give you the quote-unquote, what is this call, card called? The segment card, I guess? I don't know, but I think it's going to fit perfect. Your name is Luscious Pain. So take that for what it is. Uh, Luscious Pain. And uh, you have to cut a promo on your opponent. Uh, You must claim that your dad can beat up their dad. Go ahead, sir. Okay. Have you never done this with anyone else? I've never done it with anybody else. You have to do this. For now on with other guys because guys will freeze in the headlights like deer. Okay. Luscious pain. Mm-hmm. And who wait, but who's the guy? Oh, is okay. just anyone like I need Hold on. I, need... I can give you a name. Hold on. Yeah. I I've never done it, so I didn't know how in deep I wanted to go. Because if I'm you know, if I'm cutting a promo on uh, yeah. you know, on the invisible man and Let's... the invisible man's dad's that one's too generic. You are cutting a promo on. Oh goodness! Let's see. Luscious Pain will cut a promo on. Uh. <laughs> on. Let's see here. On Flash. Flash. Flash Flame. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is the greatest. Luscious, luscious pain. L- luscious pain cutting a promo on Flash Flame where your dad, you must include it in the promo that your dad can beat up his dad. Okay. Here we go. Okay. I'm not getting his contact voice. They call me Luscious. Wait, Luscious, what was it? Luscious what? Luscious pain. They call me Luscious pain. I come out and I do what my last name says because I learned from my daddy, Papa Payne. I know it sounds generic and it doesn't make sense, but that's where I get the name from. And right now, I'm taking on Flash Flame. But here's the thing, Flash Flame. Your daddy is called Light Flame because he's not as flashy as you. But my dad... And keep in mind, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree because I know I can kick your ass because I know my dad can kick your dad's ass. And if we were having a tag match, it would just be, would it be fair? Because you have me, luscious pain, with luscious hair and these <laughs> these painful maneuvers <laughs> that I can hit you with anywhere at any point in time. And yeah, you're just a flash in the pan, no pun intended, just like your old Man, well done, well done. That was uh, that was hard because I had a hard time thinking of the names. It was Lush hard. Luscious pain. Yeah. pain is a funny name. We um, we we try to come up with funny um names. Like you've heard of like Dark Sheik. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. So her and I train sometimes, and we had a student who was about my height but a lot skinnier. So we came up with the name as Tad Too Tall. And uh, his whole gimmick is he's just a tad too tall. Like he's doing interviews and, you know, the, he's up right here and he can't fit his whole body into the frame because he's just a tad too tall. You know, he, has a hard time hit, he has a hard time hitting maneuvers because, a, you know, he might hit his head on the ceiling because he's just a tad, tad too tall. Tad too tall. Great, so, shirt, by the, great shirt, by the way. ProWrestlingTeeth.com. Cal Jack. Yeah. K-A-L-J-A-K. Yeah. You know, he spelled it right, which I appreciate, because I've said this before, but there's no C's in my name. No. No C's. Do you know, do you know why, though? No. Because C's are average, and I'm not average. So no C's. No C's. No C's. Oh, wow. Phenomenal. Twitter.com, Cal Jack, Cal underscore Jack, and Instagram.com, underscore Cal underscore Jack. Thank you. I had... Um, I had another trigger and I got chat. sick of it and I made a new one. So, yeah. Underscore. Cat. K-L. Underscore. Jack. J-A-K. Underscore. Sledge no. from Ring of Honors in the chat. Did you say, Vanessa? 
Yeah, he's uh, loving Cal right now. Oh, Sledger, bless his heart. Good dude. Great guy. Phenomenal yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, geez, Cal, I think we do this all night long, but uh, you know, we gotta sort of be professional. You gotta have a start and an end. That's what makes things great, and you gotta leave yeah. the door open. That's what I've heard. Absolutely. That's what For I've sure. heard. So something uh, we like to do at the end of every show, and I'm actually gonna do something different tonight, Vanessa. Doing a couple of things a lot different tonight. We've I, I, I plugged you. You got you got your Instagram underscore Cal underscore Jack, your Twitter Cal underscore Jack, and your pro wrestling tees K A L J A K for all your grizzly apparel. That's right. Um. So I'm gonna give you the mic right now, but I want what I want you to do is I want you to put somebody else over because if you don't put over your opponent then when you beat them, it doesn't really matter. Right? Agreed. I agree. Yes. So I'm going to give you the mic, and I want you to put somebody over that you think maybe deserves some shine. Uh, maybe they don't get enough, or they, they, they haven't gotten any. I don't know. I'm sure there's somebody there. Maybe you think they'll be great for this show. I don't know. But I'm going to have you put somebody else over. So the, the floor is yours. As giving as I am, I can't just do one person. I can't just do one. I'm going to do two. Um, First off, let's talk about I'm not the biggest man in Las Vegas. I'm not the tallest man in Las Vegas. There is a guy who's up and coming, who's just starting to break ground. Not about me. Break ground in the business. His name is Duke Lawrence. His old man was an Olympian in the 1996 Olympics for for Greco-Roman wrestling. Duke Lawrence is a big, powerful guy. He's a dude who I think more people need to keep their eye on. Very athletic, very talented individual. Duke Lawrence, second guy who has been killing it lately. Steven Red Snapper Cesario. Steven Cesario is a man that can do things on a snap. Stephen T has taken on everybody that has come up against him here in Vegas, the West Coast, up and down, everywhere around. He's a guy. Not only do you need to keep one eye, but two eyes. Stevie T, Stephen Cesario, the Red Snapper. Watch this man, super talented, can do anything and everything. So my two boys, Duke Lawrence. Steven Zari. And you know what? Let's throw a tag team in there. Let's throw one more team. Sky high. Quick, high-flying, talented boys. They can do it all. Sky high. Those are my three. Duke, the big man. Medium-sized guy. Steven Zari can do it all. And sky high. Sky high. That was phenomenal. That was great. Great stuff. Um... Now, I wrote one thing down that I noticed during this interview that I thought I could end the show with. And I, Vanessa, I think he might be my favorite guest because we're, I'm trying a lot of new things with him. I feel like we can, and he's just rolling with it, and he's heading it out of the park. So I'm going to try. I, I, other, I see other people do this all the time. I don't ever want to do it. But I will do it tonight. Your Jerry Briscoe impression. That didn't get by me. It, I loved it. Sure. Could you, as Jerry Briscoe, cut a putting you over station ID for the show? A station ID? Yeah, you know, funny. like, this is, I don't even know if you want to say this is Jerry Briscoe. I don't know, but do it as Jerry Briscoe saying, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know. Welcome to uh, putting you over, or you're watching putting you over, or something. I don't know. I'll, let me, I got two decent impressions okay you, jerry but also i can do a decent kevin owens if you want me to go out here and do a kevin owens oh that's insulting <laughs> no it's not <laughs> quiet somebody Maybe, mute her is it too somebody mute her yeah. i am canadian i'm sorry <laughs> well i'm sorry are you from are you from montreal i'm just trying to make sure no i'm not from montreal but that, oh, no. well, see, then oh, you can't be offended i can't you know, I'll, I'll just do jerry briscoe <laughs> Um, I'll do that. Here, I'll start from the top. I'll just okay. do this. Um, I get to three, Jerry Briscoe time. 
So, hey, this is Jared Briscoe. I just want to let you know that you're uh, you're listening to Putting You Over, and uh, you're going to have a great time listening to this uh, show, and there's some great guests you're going to see, and uh, just it's a wonderful show, and all you people can enjoy it. And uh, just make sure, you, you know, you just don't go out there and hit the ropes like, you know, that's all I'm going to say. So, uh, anyway, you have a – enjoy the show and you have a good night. Bye-bye. That was that was fucking phenomenal. Oh, my gosh. You're the best, Cal. No, I don't know if anybody's told you that. Tell Mama Cal – or Mama Jack, Mama Grizzly, she should be extremely proud – to have such an amazing human like yourself. Uh, you, you, no, stop, stop, stop. You don't need to. You don't need to. <laughs> no, thank you for having me, but this is so much fun. I love I love doing interviews. Um, I love the opportunity to, to have you guys, anybody test me in questions or yeah. promos or just whatever. You know, I'm, I'm up for whatever. I try to just be a jack of all trades. So <laughs> yeah, much you, appreciated. You were great, man. You you were you're really good. You're welcome back anytime. You need cool. you need anything, let us know. And uh go go spend some time with your mom. Go have some fun and uh we'll talk to you soon. Hey, thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Oh, great stuff. That's so good. Great job. Oh, no, no problem, man. Thank you for having me. Vanessa, I didn't know you're Canadian. I just, uh, you know, sorry, didn't know that was off-putting. All right, it's, all, it's, it's okay. We don't. Okay. We're not canceling anyone. <laughs> we don't cancel anyone. Good, good. I want to be part of that. <laughs> uh, have a good night. Hey, I appreciate it. You guys have a great one. Thank you for having me. Yeah, anytime. All right. Peace. Peace. <laughs>